Reviews, the biggest news, the what's new, and the who's who. Welcome to the Daily Gamer Podcast with Joe Mango and James. Welcome to the Daily Gamer Podcast number seven. We were just saying, Woo. we're not sure if it was six or seven, then we realised, well, yes, we are It's on, still single figures. We are on seven. Yeah, <laughs> come on. Before we know, we'll be like, podcast number 57. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, if you don't know, here at the Daily Gamer Podcast, uh, we just talk pretty much everything gaming. James does some uh, gaming uh, new releases. Releases, some, some news. Yeah, we have some news. I do a top five. Bit of everything, really. Yeah. And what we really like doing is getting a guest on every single week. And we have got Luciano from Riot Games. Whee! I am <laughs> so excited to have you here. Hello, I'm, I'm actually very excited to be here as well. It's been a while since I've done a podcast, so thank you for having me. Oh, honestly, oh, it good. is a pleasure. We've been uh, we've been excited. We've been, as soon as we got that, like, yes, someone from Riot Games is going to come and chat to us. Every person that's been on the podcast, well, we've got Riot Games coming soon. <laughs> uh, so thank you. It's, yeah, we've been excited. To, You're going to make me all blush now. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, we're we're big fans and. Uh, 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 me more than James I do play League of Legends and Valorant they're, they're probably the two games I play most of all uh, uh, at the moment anyway mm-hmm. yeah. um, James I think he's just bad at FPS so he says oh I don't like I don't like uh, them. that's not my but he's just bad at them <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I 100% get you Yeah, I pretend to know how to play FPS games <laughs> I've been I've working for the company I work on the game and I'm still yeah. hard stuck silver so I totally get you yeah, single yeah, player yeah. games is also a good yeah I'm a bit really slower good. now honestly <laughs> as well I was yeah. fast. I was fast. We're getting old, man. We're getting old. Yeah. I do I do feel that. All right. So what we like to do, Luciano, every time we have uh, a guest on, to start with, before we ask you all the hard interview questions, we like to do a little topic. You know, a light, nice little topic. Today, we're going to talk about esports because, you know, Riot Games has two of the biggest esports games in the world, which is awesome. Um, but I thought we could do a little history of esports. And I'm going to start it off. Okay, so I didn't know this until I googled it today, <laughs> to be honest with you. But the first ever esports tournament was actually in 1972 at Stanford University. Um, they hosted the Intergalactic Space War Olympics with the game Space War, which yeah. was really cool. Yeah. Never knew that before, but I thought that was amazing. Um, you, what was the first thing you remember playing that was esports related or watching? Or even competitive, yeah. Yeah. I mean, competitive, to be quite honest, uh, competitive, it was like we made up our own competitive kind of co- like scenario. I mm. remember um, it was me and my neighbor. So, um, you know, we had the Atari back then and there was yeah. this game that's like, I don't even remember, it's called Pong. You know, it's like these two sticks that just like yeah, yeah. go back and forth. And yeah. You had that one stick joystick and. and so we created me and his name was Roy. I haven't seen him in ages. So he was, <laughs> he, so he was my, my childhood friend. And yeah. We created our own competitive scene around Pong. So we started bringing all the kids from the neighborhood and we would like set it up on like that grandpa TV and mm-hmm. we just sit together and we'd be like going, you know, like doing our own brackets and our, we'll invent our own rules as we go. And, and for yeah, me, yeah. this was really the first ever kind of modern age esports experience mm. because like, it was intense, you know, and, 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 and at that time, this game was like a big hit. Uh, so that was my first ever competitive experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, when I moved countries, I got introduced to the fighting games, to, mm. to the whole fighting game community. And then I started seeing, you know, like the, uh, the whole arcades and, yeah. and Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat mm. and Tekken. And I think the first ever official um, 
kind of tournament I played with uh, in was Tekken. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, okay. and I remember back then you'd have like characters like Paul and Yoshimitsu, and it's like the, the the moves were like you know like we were such amateurs in the, in in this region as well. So yeah. we didn't have that complex kind of tech and combos that you'd see like either in the U.S. or in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be like like back back X or whatever or a square, and he Paul would do that fiery fist, <laughs> and, and I ended up winning the whole tournament just spamming that. Wow. <laughs> nice. Uh, but but yeah, that that I, I was I was very very young then. So that that was my first ever competitive experience, like personally. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, from my little uh, research earlier, uh, Street Fighter Two was uh, had some big competitive tournaments worldwide in uh, 1991 so that was like obviously pretty big before that though in the 80s they had a space invaders competition which was the first big scale one that had 10,000 people and all they had to do was who could get the highest score yep. yeah yep. i love that it's so simple it's just like play space invaders whoever gets the highest score wins <laughs> a little bit more complicated nowadays yeah but the, you know that that was the culture though back then, like especially mm. the, the the whole arcade culture. It wasn't necessarily one v one or five v five mm. or three v five. Um, like people would go into these arcade stores and 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 they'd be the high scoreboard on the on the machine, yeah. and they'd be competing there and they still till they get you know all the way to the top of the uh, of, of of the machine. Yeah. So um, th- that was that was that was the mentality, and then they spend uh, hours and hours and hours in there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it became a hangout culture because yeah, you know, yeah. one was there. It, it it came it it never really came to our region this whole arcade culture no, like properly no. um, uh, it was a very western or far eastern kind of thing but it did the ripples did reach here mm. you know, like you were talking about Street Fighter um, there's a famous esports moment I think that revolutionized what esports is which was with Street Fighter itself at Evo yeah we talked Evo about that 37 yeah. exactly yeah mm-hmm. uh, so, a comeback so. involving a parry of 15 consecutive uh, hits. With one pixel of health left, and he came back and uh, and won. You're yeah, prepared. We, I am prepared. <laughs> you are prepared. Wow, <laughs> I'm well, impressed. Well, to be honest with you, that is like my like earliest memory I can think of when I think of esports. I think of of that clip, yeah. which actually wasn't that long ago. It was in 2004. Yeah, but for some reason it feels like it was way longer. Mm. But uh, it does. It I was does. born in 94, so for I was like 10 around that time. So for a 10 year old, you you know see that clip come out, you're like pretty excited about stick. that yeah. it is it is yeah. and, and 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 that ripple really affected the whole world and the whole perception mm. of of what a hype moment truly is mm. you know, and you're talking about like youtube was not really a thing back then yeah so, so it managed to make the same amount of noise just from word of mouth or, mm. or yeah. icq or msn or whatever whatever things yeah. we were using back then yeah and it was great you know justin wong and daigo ended up becoming you know like some of the celebrities some of the best people in, in esports and, yeah and they're still competing by the way and kicking, yeah. and kicking people's like you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that, so cool that wouldn't surprise me but yeah i mean i actually sometimes you know when you're just kind of going on a little internet troll through youtube i do occasionally just type in that and watch it again because you get shivers every time you watch mm. that moment not just of what he managed to do which was you know insanely hard like the percentage of someone actually pulling that off is incredible if you don't know yeah. um but just the audience reaction of of how it was coming up and you could hear like the, the builder yeah. and it just like erupted and and that was just you know it was that it wasn't just that he did it earlier on it was like that was the end of it 
Yeah. That was like yeah. the end of the whole tournament. Yeah. He had one bit of health left. One hit, he would have died. And he blocked it all. And, you know, it was like, uh, you, you couldn't tell that story in a movie better. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, it was and, perfect. And, and funny enough, like, like not many people know this. Um, I mean, like, my close friends know this, but my bread and butter, kind of like my, my whole esports, my love for esports is in the FGC and the fighting game community. Mm. Uh, that's what I, you know, my previous company was, was an esports team. And mm. that's, that's what I built it around, which was fighting games you know big bird that's in abu dhabi mm. who's like a pro player who got second in evo or tekken masters cool. in bahrain yeah. and the reason i fell in love with the community because it's like the skateboarders of of gaming you know <laughs> like the, like the rebels the graffiti yeah. cool dudes. Uh, the, the, exactly and, mm. and it's so much fun and it's so raw and it's it's just the hype is real. Every mm. single moment that you're there watching these people play, watching them on the big stage, like I got goosebumps just telling the story. Wow. It's just it, it re- it's it's just unlike anything else, you know, and, and that hype you get from it is is just it's just insane. Yeah. Know? I have a question for you both. Do you know what year was the first online tournament? And, and extra points if you can tell me the game. Now, again, <laughs> I could be wrong, but this is what my Googling has come up with today. Uh, so what game? So what game and what year? Game and year online. Ooh. I would say StarCraft. I would say StarCraft. Oh, that's a good shout. Online. Uh, I know that StarCraft eSport was huge. Yeah. I, I'll give you a clue. It, it, was, it was a four-player team deathmatch online. Oh, Quake. Ooh, close. Uh, Quake was the Half second Life. one. Half-Life, Half-Life, Half-Life. In 1993, it was Doom. Doom Doom went online. Ah. Apparently so. I, I did not know I that. Did not know that. Yeah. I thought Doom was a strict single-player game. They did an online tournament in 1993, and All apparently right. that was the first one. Again, I just found that on one source, so I could <laughs> be wrong. Dr. Google knows you it, might, right? You, yeah. might, <laughs> you may there be you right. It was an article that I was reading, <laughs> which makes it sound better, I think, saying it was an article. Uh, it says that Quake did their first big tournament with 2,000 people online in 1997. Yeah, Quake, yeah. Quake was big. I, I, I remember, yeah. we, I, I mean, you played Quake. I'm yeah, sure. I did, yeah. Quake, Quake was, was massive. Mm. massive. Well, I Quake, had three, Quake 3 Arena was the big one yeah. Yeah. that took off. Well, I have two yeah. older brothers who are 10 and 13 years older than me. So as I grew up, I, could, I saw them playing the like Doom and Quake and... It was a little bit too much for me at the time, but I could watch them and it was fine. But uh, yeah, I do have a lot of memories for them, but not necessarily playing, but like watching my brothers compete and stuff mm. like that, which is still a nice memory to have of, uh, of gaming. Um, and then the year 2000 was the first time that esports competitions started to actually be televised. Okay. Which is cool. So 22 years ago. So thinking about it only started to get televised 22 years ago and where it's at now. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. What cha- what channels do you think it was on? I don't know. I think that I d- was that was Korea, I would assume, right? Like so South probably, Korea. Yeah. It said it was mainly in South Korea, yeah. but yeah. then the UK and other parts of Europe were doing it as well. But South Korea yeah. it said was the main one. South Korea. Mm. South Korea is ahead of everybody else when it comes to esports. Mm. It's a na- <laughs> it's a national thing there. It's on every single TV channel. It's, it's yeah, like it's even the life, players. Yeah. yeah, the players are like immortalized it's yeah. quite impressive really. no I, do, yeah. I I actually was watching the um, the Valorant the last masters which was in uh, the last one Turkey in Turkey yeah. yeah so I was watching that one and the uh, the South Korean team that their fans behind them are just incredible because they they like cut to showing where the fans are in their hometown watching these players and there's like 
tens of thousands of people were like watching these guys and just so into it you know every kill every uh death oh oh yeah you know it's so crazy yeah. the passion these guys have for these five dudes playing a game it's amazing <laughs> it's it's good that you mentioned this um because it shows you different different fandom behavior mm. in every region like south korea it's part of their culture it's it's like it's it's on national tv so that 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 fandom creation tends to to start become natural you know mm. like we got a team you know it's like watching football or basketball you got a yeah. you got a korean team playing we're going to cheer for it yeah you move out to south america for instance um it's the numbers are insane like they come in thousands hundreds of thousands just watching on a stadium yeah. you know but that's not necessarily for the love of the game that's just national pride yeah like patriotism it's like you and know, they want brazilian. something we're good at let's yeah, like get behind exa- them exactly yeah. was exactly. it the brazilian team that won this one uh champions yeah no it wasn't. yes it was, it was. yeah it's the brazilian it was. team yeah, right because they came so the last one before that was in copenhagen which i think they came second or third but they played really well they came like second or third i can't remember exactly which and then this one they came and won it and it was pretty crazy but like uh, you they, said they their, their fans behind yeah. them as well was yeah okay i like that so they're not necessarily like you know keen on the on the game itself but they just are like brazil are playing and they're doing really well let's cheer for them kind of thing yeah no fandom fandom has has come a long way as well but when it comes to esports so well, that's what you want right yeah, it's good. that's exactly what we want you know and that's that's what we try to do as as right game is like how can we unleash fandom across mm. our games and, and not necessarily within only our core players but but on a, on a national level and regional level and on a much bigger level and, and and this is what we're now focusing on at least here for the for the MENA region you know and mm. uh, and, and it you know it, it's not it's not easy because the region in general is behind the west or the east when it comes to gaming so yet alone esports mm-hmm. and to be able to 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 create that 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 fandom to be able to, to properly unleash it you need to start from from scratch you know you yeah. need to 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 create awareness around the game you need to highlight players you need to create stars out of players you need to yeah you, know, you need to have proper roadmaps and i mean the journey is is really really long but that's what we're aiming for you know yeah. ultimately my dream would be to see a regional team from here on the big stage and and and, and win you know yeah. didn't gk esports team from here didn't they just beat Fnatic? Yeah, so yes, uh, there's a super I heard that and, and yeah. I just I, I wasn't 100% sure of all the details. So maybe you could fill us all in right. with that a little bit. <laughs> so, so so hear me out here, right? So Geek fans and Geek if you're listening to this, please don't hate me. You know how much I love you. You know we work together and everything, but 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 hear me out. I'm super proud that they've beat Fnatic. Mm. You know, that's a big big thing for the region. And I think Team Rad in Egypt beat Ascent yesterday as well. So that's oh, wow. two Arab teams beating a European uh, like well, an EM- EMEA team. Yeah, yeah. But it was a best of one to be fair uh. it wasn't a best of three and the reason i'm mentioning this is because i know that if i'm gonna go all out and like flex and say yeah me not be eu i'm gonna have the critics come and say yeah but it was a best of one so i'm mm-hmm. like you know i'm preparing yeah. for the worst it was a best of one but Fnatic we, you know, could have we had still, a bad still, map or we still won but you know for the for the haters out there it was a best of one we'll give you that yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah amazing so <laughs> so uh in that tournament so um are they doing like another round have gk gone through to the next round of that yeah so i believe the format they chose is like you have all the teams playing like seven games or something like that with a pointing system mm. and then you get like based on that you get to quarterfinals and then semi- i think they're playing the quarterfinals today okay and uh we have some teams that got eliminated and 
then semifinals and then the finals. Mm. Um, yeah, they went they went with a different type of format. It's an off season standalone tournament, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it's so you guys still support it, but it's course. not like run by you. Yeah. So it's not run by us. So w we do a lot of this. Uh, so there's different ways to look at it. There is somewhere you know it's a licensed kind of event. Mm. Then there's our own roadmap, our own esports, our own league, and then yeah. there's you know like third parties that would come up and do like community events. You know, like a PC cafe would call us and. And and where we can support, we support mm -hmm. be it unlocking certain things or helping them out or giving them brand assets or guiding them in the right direction on how to communicate. Uh, but yeah, you know, we, we have to support. We're, we're one region and, and we can't do this whole thing by ourselves. You know, we, we need the community. Of course. No, it makes sense. We definitely want to start running some tournaments, so we'll let you know. Yeah. yeah. We, we need all the help we can get. <laughs> um, so just uh, continuing with my uh, Google research of, uh, you know, where esports uh, was... And kind of almost we're, we're almost out of like where it is now in this uh, little line. Yeah. Uh, so moving into 2011, which was when Twitch actually opened their doors, uh, and they managed to get like 10 million people within the first six months actually getting on so, Twitch and watching content, which I think is quite cool. Are you talking about Twitch when it was uh, when it came out of Justin TV, or are you talking about 2011 when it was Justin.tv? Because there was a platform called Justin.tv which became Twitch. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so justin.tv is like the OG you know, that's what yeah, like yeah. Asmongold for instance mm. one of the biggest streamers in the world yeah. came from justin.tv yeah. and then justin.tv became twitch yeah TV. yeah yeah uh, but yeah like if you want to take the year 2011 it's definitely a milestone yeah. um, I think that um, it really helped accelerate a lot of things um, the unfortunate part is that it was very focused on very key regions so the reach was so it wasn't a YouTube yeah, mm. and, and 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 it wasn't accessible as YouTube, but they've come a long way since then. You know, like so right now, it's, it's they're kings of, of streaming platforms, really. And mm. and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, when you're streaming these massive masters tournaments and everything you've got going on, is your main focus streaming it on Twitch? No. So, um, so this it's it's similar to running any type of broadcast, right? When you want to run a broadcast, you need to be where your audience is. Twitch is an obvious one, and mm. so is YouTube. Uh, so, you know, we also stream on YouTube the mm. same the same things that you'd be seeing yeah. on Twitch. Uh, so th the whole point is, we need to be where our audience is, but we also need to be where the platform allows us to be able to deliver mm. that experience the way we believe reaches right game standard. Right. So Twitch allows us to do that. YouTube allows us to do that. There are so many different platforms yeah. that we potentially can't use for obvious reasons. So, uh, you know, th there's a lot of things that need to come together. Where's mm. our audience? Can we deliver the the player experience that we want to deliver on that platform? Um, can we do collaborations with these platforms? And and so many boxes to tick. And and mm. but Twitch is uh, is an obvious choice, you know. Uh, and and. and Mm. that's where everyone is at the moment <laughs> yeah. no for sure for sure um so just moving up to 2019 now we're almost at the where we're at now um don't hate me for this but uh the the biggest prize pool in the world at the time 33 million dollars to dota 2 which is pretty insane when you think about it yeah i mean prize pools are going up and up and up but i still think 33 million is probably still the highest i reckon it, it does is, jump it up is. from Winning a subscription to Rolling Stone yeah. in 1972. <laughs> yeah. So look, the, the the thing with Dota, um, I you know I'm not I'm not. It's no secret. I I was a Dota player before even knowing what League of Legends was, mm. and I think a lot of League players also came from the Dota yeah you know, the Dota era. And I'm talking when it was still like a mod in Warcraft. 
yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, eventually yeah. became Dota too. So, so, and then the base yeah. hunter song. The thing, the thing with Dota is that the, the way the way they've built the prize pool, it's it's player funded. Yeah. So you you know they release compendiums and player buy the compendiums. Every purchase you make, there's a percentage that goes into the prize money. Yeah. And that's how the prize money is funded. You it's know. almost like a poker tournament. Everyone yeah, puts money into it. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, and 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 you you also have to remember that that's just one mega event a dip, you know mm. once a year i think it, it's in august they do it i don't even not 100 percent sure no but but so so that works different with us it's a different story you know we're not focusing here on here's a big massive prize money everybody go up you know like and, and it's software grabs no here we you know as a, as a company we have this player experience first and we're always focusing on growing players growing teams leveling mm. up the industry leveling up you know teams like G2 like Fnatic like mm. Team Secret teams from the region here and and the reason we do this is because it helps them grow it helps us grow you're building brands those become franchises there's money that's being made there mm. um, you know those are players we deal with there's money invested in them training coaching psychology nutrition mm. etc etc then you have the league like you know you don't have like you, you don't you don't go to the World Cup. The winners in the World Cup they get a cup, you know, and they get mm-hmm. like endorsement deals and they get all the things inside. They're not gonna, the team's not getting like Germany won't get like a hundred million dollars if they win the World yeah. Cup, right? And 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 that's that's the mentality behind this. Like we have the player experience first, our partners first, and leveling up the industry as mm. our main priority. Uh, and 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 that my personal take on this is, I don't like these big prize monies, because. I think that it discourages teams because teams will start going in for the wrong reasons. Mm. Not for the love of the game, not for the love of competition, but for the money. Mm. And when you get that money, then you're out. Yeah. And, and I, I personally don't like that mentality. I think it really kind of negatively impacts... Takes it away the, from uh, the essence. Yeah, so. yeah. exactly. Competition, yeah. No, well, what I like about uh, Valorant uh, specifically, which is what I probably watch most esports of, um, is that you have big tournaments quite often you know you don't have to wait a whole year to watch the the next big tournament it's almost like every three months or something there's always something going on right if it's uh, building up to a big tournament or the big tournament itself it's all got that same level of production and it all looks amazing and you kind of want to be a part of it all throughout the year instead of just waiting twiddling your thumbs and go oh there's one really big tournament today you know (laughs) so i do i do quite like that um before we finish the topic of esports, I think we've kind of covered the past. We've kind of covered what it's like now. What are your thoughts about where esports is going or where do you want to see it go? Look, so we are kind of living at the moment. Um, we're getting a, like a, a glimpse of where esports is going. You know, the same way I grew up watching NBA or, or, or basketball, you know, like basketball or football or yeah. This generation, they're growing up watching esports. Mm. I do genuinely believe that. I'm not saying that esports is replacing sports. Absolutely not. And, and anyone that tells you this has absolutely no idea what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. They have, you know, they they're both completely independent entities. Yeah. But I'm saying that it's going to be there, and and you'll be able to 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 watch it on broadcast. You'll be able to watch it on on TV. You'll be able to, you know, there will be kind of networks that will be covering it. Yeah. I, I genuinely believe that it will become a global mainstream thing where people I'll give you an example 
I don't follow the Olympics. I have absolutely no idea who's the best swimmer is right now or who's <laughs> the best javelin thrower. <laughs> yeah, me but when the when the Olympic comes, I watch it. Yeah, yeah. I watch yeah. it because I enjoy the opening ceremony because I want to see my country being there. I mm. don't even know what's his name or her name is. You know mm. what their name are. I, sh- I just watch it, and mm. I, everybody. Same with FIFA. You know, the World Cup is coming. My grandmother has absolutely no idea what football is. She mm. tunes in and watches and cheers for Argentina for absolutely no reason. Yeah. <laughs> I do believe esports is heading that way. Yeah. And, and, and my dream is to see it that way, where people from our world that potentially has never even played mm. a video game will still tune in just to support, you know, either their nation or someone from their nation yeah. or a star or and it's back and, to what yeah, you said you exactly. know we're good at this like let's, yeah. let's yeah. get behind and, and, and I would love it to be there and, and, and I think that eventually it will I hope eventually we'll get there you know it becomes that mainstream yeah do you think it will ever come to the point where you have 20 teams in the top league all competing against each other throughout the whole year to find one winner and then at the summertime, you've got the the World Cup kind of ones. Like, do you, you think, like, do you football, think you'll ever kind of take the format of like a football? We already have that. It's already there. Yeah. You look at League of Legends. League of Legends, we have, so North America, we have a league, which is the LCS. Mm. So let's take Europe, for instance. You have the LEC, which is similar to a Premier League, mm-hmm. where you have the, you know, eight teams, you know, just competing all year long. Wow. Uh, and the same thing's happening in Korea with their league. So every and divisions and yeah, like exactly division yeah. one division two and their league and there's relegations and stuff yeah. it's, it's been happening for years now and um then once a year we have msi which is like kind of a mid-year the best of each of these leagues come together so think of it as like a champions league mm. right yeah and then at the end of the year which is what's happening now we have worlds which yeah. is the top seeds of all these leagues competing for the world cup so i'm quite it's, excited it's, it's for already, yeah it's already there so it's happening already you know i actually just re-watched all of the worlds from uh 2021 i just re-watched them oh, all wow. oh right. like oh, well not when i say watch them all <laughs> i applaud your patience <laughs> i watched <laughs> To be honest, I, you know, don't tell my boss, but I usually stick it on whilst I'm at work. On one, I've got two screens, so I watch on one screen. I'll just have it open there. But um, yeah, like I think I watched like at least a couple of the quarterfinal ones. Then I went on to the semifinal ones. Then watched the final one. And uh, yeah, it is pretty. It is pretty gripping. And even though the games are like well, forty-five yeah, minutes potentially yeah. long each, between like half an hour, forty-five yeah. minutes, I guess. But still, like the whole way, you're kind of intrigued because, like. Um, if you don't know, if you don't have played League of Legends before, you obviously start out, and as you're kind of going through the game, you're leveling up, right? Yeah. Which means it's kind of fun because you're kind of at the same sort of level to the opposition for most of it. You might be able to get a little bit better than them, a little bit better gear, a little bit more money, but the whole way through, you're kind of at the same level, even though you're getting more and more powerful, but the other guy's getting more and more, and more powerful. So that whole 35, 40 minutes, it's literally just like, Amazing! Yeah. It's just so it much is, fun to is. watch. League, Nail league, biting, uh, I think, is the yeah. word I was looking for. Yeah, league, league, league is a is really an esports phenomenon. Like the, 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 you know, I think we were having this conversation off mic earlier. You know, mm. the, you got forty five minutes. Yeah, when you think about it, think about it this way, right? You have forty five minutes. That's half half time of, of a football game, yeah, right? Yeah. But you have like six games per night, and you have millions of players that are tuning in. So here they're watching like four full football games back to back, and people still watch it and cheer it. I don't think anything else in the world can give you that effect. Okay. To have millions of players watch six, seven games, which is like watching three or four football games mm. back to back. Yeah, That's the level of dedication and the level of fandom that we've managed to reach. And, and, and I love that. I love mm-hmm. that. I think it's great. Amazing. Well, I think that is uh, our chat on esports done. <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm sure we could, could have go on. could go on for a lot longer, but uh, I think we've already been talking for quite a long. What, what we have to do is we'll just get you on and talk about esports again. We'll do yeah, part two in a couple months. Exactly, we'll do a part two. Awesome. Well, we'll move on. We've got a lot of questions, but I thought we'd just start with, who are you and what do you do? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm Luciano. My name is Luciano Hal. I'm currently uh, the head of marketing, communications, and PR for Riot Games for the Middle East and North African territory. And um, yeah, you know, pretty much uh, <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. You know, I, uh, mm-hmm. I I handle all things linked to communications for our players and, and social media and PR and. For, for Valorant, for League, for, for actually the whole Riot Games portfolio, and yeah. And for people that don't know, do you want to give a quick rundown of like what Riot Games is and does? Yeah, so Riot Games is a, is a publisher, so we, we, can't, we like to call ourselves now an entertainment company, you know, okay. uh, where we uh, publish video games, so two of them that are quite, quite big uh, globally, which is League of Legends and Valorant. Uh, very big yeah, <laughs> very big huge um, we've also done a mobile game called Wild Drift which is like a League of Legends for, for, for mobile yeah. we, have, uh, we have a card game called uh, Legends of Runeterra which is based off the world of League of Legends mm. uh, we've also done a Netflix TV show called Arcane which um, is amongst my favorite TV shows of all time yeah. we even won an Emmy recently the first ever animated TV show to win an Emmy award congratulations so, yeah so that, that was that was a yeah. huge moment for us we uh, we were super happy about that no that is really cool I was gonna bring that up by the way <laughs> so we might as well talk about it now but um yeah. I mean w- do, you, do you know like why did Riot Games decide hey you know what we're gonna make a TV show and not only make a TV show make a really good TV show mm-hmm. about one of our games Look, I mean, w- we want to be the entertainment company of the 21st century, mm. you know, and, and, and if Marvel can have this massive universe and have, you know, video games and music and, and theme parks and TV shows, uh, why can't we, right? Yeah. We have the ambition, we have the, uh, the, the you know, the, the love for gaming, we have a beautiful, extremely complex world, which is, you know, Runeterra from League of Legends. We have all the tools to be able to make that dream a reality, right? Mm. And and we you know we wanted to do it with um, with with some of our favorite characters you know like yeah. Jinx and Vi mm. and, and and so we, we decided to to you know give it a shot yeah. and, and I mean yeah. I'm not a shot <laughs> <laughs> if you're not quite sure about League of Legends you've probably got more characters in League of Legends than the whole of Marvel probably <laughs> I mean I, I wouldn't say that <laughs> because I I don't actually know but I also know that they have like multi universes and stuff yeah. and 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 you know like you're up there yeah i mean yeah. we do have a lot of characters and 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 we do have a lot of lore um you know we're still far from develop you know we haven't reached the marvel level to be quite yeah. you know i mean we have to be humble about this mm-hmm. but no. yeah for uh, sure well it's a massive achievement i mean winning an emmy i'm think i'm pretty sure it was the first ever uh emmy that was based uh, a tv show based on a game yeah right yeah. which is which is incredible yeah. Yeah. uh how does it work marketing games in different regions um, so, look, it's um, it's not easy. Let's start with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, focusing more on like the MENA territory, like the territory where where, where we're operating. So that's like Middle East and North Africa. We're focusing around fifteen different countries. Yeah. Um, and I think by just explaining that, you'll kind of get a, a wider understanding of how hard it is to do it across regions. Because you know, yeah. you got different dialects, different cultures, different you know religions. Different. There's so many. It's so diverse that what you might be able to say to 
a group of audience could be seen as taboo to another. Mm. And yeah, so it's, it, it, it's not really very easy and there's no like one way formula to do it. Mm. So for instance, for our region here, um, you know, we've had players playing our games for, for 10 years and we weren't really in the region to surface them, mm. you know? And, and when we came here, we knew that this is a sensitive topic because we're showing up 10 years there saying, yo, what's up? We're here, you know? We didn't know how they're going to react, yeah. but but we still needed to be here and we still need to deliver that player experience that yeah. we're delivering. So you have to kind of cater it depending on the region you're Absolutely, at. absolutely. What I was going to bring up, sorry, just about that, how you're saying it's, you know, it's a diverse world and the diverse gaming community. But uh, Valorant, uh, at least I know, is is every one of your characters has a backstory and they're all from different countries and stuff, which, yeah. which I love. I think that's a really nice way to kind of go about it because if you're from one of those countries that one of the characters are, you can really relate to it. So this is one of the yeah. tactics. See, like, like, with Valorant, because it's a new game, we were able to, you know, work around it from the get-go. So Valorant, the way we're doing it, it's a global, unapologetic game. Mm. And and we are creating agents that can resonate with people from all around the world, mm. you know? And, and that is one way to do it, yeah. because that also helps you kind of have mass communication without really, you know, going really deep into certain sure. areas where everybody's going to be able to kind of, like, understand or resonate or feel. Mm. And it forces you to do... Your your research into these regions absolutely, as well and yeah, get things absolutely. right and yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. yeah very cool now obviously you've got two main games which is Valorant and League of Legends do you have you know in the different regions do you um, focus more on one game over another or do you just focus on both of them so um, it really depends it's per region and per per office structure like mm. for 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 us for for me for instance I work across all of Riot Games portfolio so you know be it League of Legends or Wild Rift or Valorant or Arcane. Um, however, we do have priorities per market and, you know, we set priorities like certain games might have a priority over another one. Mm. And this is usually due to where we at with the game. Do we have servers? Um, you know, how many players we have on it? Uh, so there is definitely a priority, but we do cater to all our products because if we have one player playing, interacting with one of our product and that player matters and we need to cater to that player. Yeah. And I guess you could probably get that person to also play the rest of your games. Yes, absolutely. No, awesome. <laughs> so, Luciano, what's been the highlight of your career so far? Oof. Uh, wow. Uh, all right, that's a tough question. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to say the wrong answer as well. I don't <laughs> anyway. uh, no, um, to be quite honest, I think uh, when I created the Nasser Esports, when I created the mm-hmm. Esports team, I, I went in blind. Like I had absolutely no idea. Can we even can we cuss on the, on the podcast? <laughs> I had no idea. I don't know. <laughs> Have we before? Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure to be honest. Well, it's all right. We'll keep it civilized. You we'll keep swear. it curated. I can always yeah. I can always bleep you out. So yeah, yeah go so ahead. I, I, I had absolutely no clue what I was doing. You know, I, I knew that I had the passion. I, I had the dream. I had that. You know, I had the vision. I knew what I wanted to yeah. be. You know, I wanted to be the first ever. Arab internationally recognized team and I think even touring you know like the whole concept of going on tours was 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 new you know like yeah I'd see it on YouTube I'd see it with other people I'd hear people talk about it have friends do it but I never did it so I when I put together the first team which was like the fighting game team so I, I got Tekken Master and, and, and Big Bird um, two amazing 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 kids at that time super hardworking as well um, 
we want we, we started traveling the world and competing in these tournaments and you know racking up points mm. and sometimes we'd win sometimes we'd get second place sometimes like we don't even rank up anywhere and and and, and that's money spent right yeah but i think the biggest highlight is seeing these two kids uh win their first tournament under like the nasser eastwood jersey mm. uh, i think that was i mean there's many big highlights man but that was one highlight that really really kind of like was imprinted in me because it, yeah. it was emotional it was like we created this together and enabled it and we made it happen and 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 we were just like three dudes from from dubai you know mm. like, like half funded that managed to to beat some of the best teams in the world that's been wow. in the game for five ten years you know like like teams yeah. like sonic fox that was that's owned by rick fox at that time you know, mm. like it's rick fox like my dude just beat <laughs> Rick Fox, like, and, and it felt so good. It fueled us, you know. It made us even hungrier. And and I think this was this was you know this was a big highlight of my career. Really, it's a, and it kept me going. Then we moved to league, and then we moved to Counter Strike, and then we created FIFA, and and we started just signing players left, right, and center just because you know everybody was hyped, and then and you know everybody was like Nasser Esports here, Nasser Esports there. So yeah. uh, these these three years, three four years I spent with Nasser was was definitely. Th- some of the best moments I've had throughout my whole career, you know. Be like a, a proud, you know, papa bird. Or yeah, something. yeah. yeah. I, I, I felt like a proud dad, you <laughs> yeah. know. Like that's my baby, and like, and and then that's for the company. That like Big Bird is still competing, and he's yeah. still kicking ass, you know, here and there and globally. And, and I'm every t- I have not missed a single game of him, even now that I'm with Riot. Still tune in on Twitch, watch your broadcast, and every time it's the same feeling. Like I start screaming, I get angry. Yeah. Like ah, win, 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 what? what? What are you doing? You know, like, I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> Amazing. No, I mean, I, I can, I, I honestly, I'm getting tingles, like feeling your passion, just how you're talking about it. Um, nah, it's it's pretty insane. And um, yeah, I mean, what, <laughs> what an achievement for to be able to take people that have literally, you know, didn't necessarily even recognize their own potential. Yeah. For you to be able to spot that and and put them in the limelight. But yeah. it's the other way around. They helped me grow, really. Like, yeah. Like, I, I I discovered myself because of because of these individuals, mm. you know, like, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I found them and I gave them the opportunity. But this is the same thing I was always telling them, and every player I signed is like, I'm just opening the door. The rest mm. is with you. But what it turned out to be is that they're the ones who helped me grow, you mm. know, because when you're dealing with teams, when you're dealing with players, you got to put multiple cap. You know, you got to be the dad when you have to, the businessman when you have to, the yeah. friend when you have to, hard the ass. shoulder <laughs> to cry, the hard ass. Exactly. And, and, and being able to, you know, have multiple multiple roles and, and, and be so emotionally involved with these players really helped me grow. To be quite fair, it got me ready to be a, a, a father. You know? yeah. I'm a father of two amazing girls right now. And, yeah. and, and I think that, that also helped me get ready, yeah. you know. It's just, and you're now training them to be the next tech yeah, masters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Like, I, I, I know, I, 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 yes, they're definitely go- they're playing video games already. Yeah, you know, like, like, you know, like layouts. Like, like my eldest is like playing Mario Kart at the moment. Nice, but, but, I, I don't think as a father I would be able to like emotionally withstand being on stage with her. Like, like I watch her from home on Twitch. Yeah, but I wouldn't be there because you know it, it, <laughs> yeah. it's just reminding me of like you know like when you're when I was younger anyway like playing football on the sidelines my dad shouting at the referee yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like you but like in esports you know like yeah. it's uh, it's quite but, crazy but, but that's, that, that's thing, where we're at man, now you know it's passion you know it doesn't matter whether it's football or tennis or a video game it's passion you have passionate kids doing something they love making a living out of it putting their heart 
and sold into mm. it. You gotta recognize that. Yeah. You know, you have to recognize it. You have to validate them. It's not because it's not football that you don't. You know, and and the second you start validating people for 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 whatever effort they do, be it video games or that's when you really realize that you got something. You know, you work with right. Yeah, something something real. Yeah, I love them, and yeah. I love esports. I love gaming. I ah ah. goosebumps. Ah. It's amazing. You know what? Next time there's a big esports thing, can, can we watch it together? Absolutely. Because I just want to like have that passion with you. Oh, I think absolutely. it'd be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I would highly recommend you take time off in August and go to Evo because the experience and then the energy you feel yeah. there is unparalleled. Oh, I wish. <laughs> I'll ask the wife. We'll <laughs> see what she says. <laughs> it's nah. Vegas. You can take her with you. I'm sure she'll <laughs> love oh, it. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> it's Vegas every year, so I'm sure she'll love it. <laughs> uh, well, go. to be honest with you, I just found out that I'm going to be a dad. Well, I found out like a month ago, but we told people today. Uh, and she's due in like May, June. So I doubt she'll want to go to Vegas with me in <laughs> August. <laughs> Amazing. So you know what you, know, you need to do now, right? Yeah, catch you, up. No. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah but you, you, need, you need to like figure out a gamer name and, you know, print a jersey oh, for us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, give him his gamer tag now. Yeah. Daily gamer <laughs> merch? Baby merch? You, know, like, like, oh, you gotta give him a gamer tag. Like, I remember my first gamer tag was Little Devil. I was like 12. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, Ooh. it turned out to Grasshopper. You know? Oh, like, nice. Like, completely, yeah. yeah, so you gotta find a gamer tag from now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I have one question for you, which I feel like you probably won't be able to answer me. Right? Listen. Riot Games, what is coming up that we can know about what's brewing yeah i mean <laughs> i mean uh, i assume that you can't but if there's anything no there are some things i can talk about so you know that there is a fighting game coming out you know we have lion and and and, and, and pool party so okay those are you know those are games that will yeah come out. yeah mm-hmm. um there's you know it's all over the internet there's like snippets and stuff mm-hmm. that's all i can say about that yeah uh you know that they were also working on an mmo rpg so, okay so that's also you know public news yeah um there's also you know we we've we have Right Forge now, which is like a studio that is developing like indie games and AAA and AA titles. Very so cool. There's a game we've released already too, which is like uh, Ruined King, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and um, I forgot the name of it. It's the uh, it's the one with Ziggs, uh, Ziggs Mayhem or something like that. It's okay. like a musical kind of platformer. And oh uh, ah, yeah. is that the one that like? shoots to the hextech mayhem that's what it was called. okay yeah. it's okay, like cool. you, it's like a musical platformer like like you know like you gotta f- follow the beat and then it just keeps doing things and like don't miss the beat otherwise yeah, you die yeah, yeah. Kind of thing. yeah 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 that's cool um there's another game that's coming out um that we've also announced and that is I think that's enough for now there's yeah. a lot of things happening in the background but I can't really talk about no them. no <laughs> fair enough <laughs> you gave us enough no it's uh obviously I, I think anything Riot Games does put out, I do uh, I do tend to enjoy. So uh, anything that you guys have got brewing, I'm always mm, excited to yeah. hear about it. So uh, the next time you have something big, though, you can always come on the podcast to announce it with us, yeah? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. After signing, like, 100 NDAs. And yeah, <laughs> I have yeah, no yeah. problem at all. <laughs> no, nah, amazing. Um, sorry, just going quickly back, 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 back to Valorant. Yeah. Uh, you got that new agent out, which is pretty cool. Harbor. Yeah, so how does it go about, like, internationally, do you all, like, launch it at the same day? Like, are you posting stuff in this region, or is it, like, one main account that just posts everything? Yeah. You know, how does that how does that work when you're launching a new character and you've so, got a new big thing to announce? It's an awesome question. So, um, first, I want to, like, publicly say it. I'm super proud of Harbor because 
in my 10 plus year career in gaming, this is the first time I actually have kind of like some sort of a footprint in the game because I helped like consult the, uh, you know, the game team on the creation of Harbor and all that. Cool. So I'm very proud of, of Harbor. I'm definitely going to main him even I'm, you know, even if well, I'm very bad at him. He does look OP. <laughs> And yeah, every agent we release, everybody's every, saying yeah. the OP, you know? <laughs> no, so. no, but, but I feel like... <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if this is, like, a deliberate thing, but I've, in my head, I feel like it's a deliberate thing. You bring a new agent out, they're always OP to start with, and then you nerf them a bit later on, just so everyone can go in, have some fun, get loads of kills. Not really, it's Make not some cool it's, clips about it. No, that's not true. Come on, not, he looks like pretty, a ploy. No, no, look, I'll tell, I'll tell, <laughs> he I'll looks tell you OP, the truth. all right? <laughs> it, it, is, it is pure human error. I'll explain why. We have a vision. We release the we release the agent or the champion in League of Legends. Mm. We ultimately do this, and 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 we are excited to see how players are going to use him. Mm-hmm. We cannot come. You know, there's no way we're going to be able to 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 foresee all the different oh. ways they're going to be using yeah. the, the creative agent. ways exactly. that people come so, up with. And that's amazing. the beauty of Valorant is like the creativity that these players have with our agents is unbelievable. And and when we start seeing this, we start realizing. All right, yeah, you know what? We might need to nerf certain things here because this can become, you know, this can can, can be abused and, mm-hmm. and, and then stop balancing other agents or even get inspired for other agents to, to reach on the same level. Yeah. It's, everybody hates balanced teams in gaming across mm-hmm. all publishers. What people don't understand is balancing characters is unbelievably difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not oh, an easy feat. Yeah. Going back to your question uh, for, for launching Harbor, so... The way it works with Valorant is because Harbor is uh, an Indian agent, mm-hmm. um, the priority campaign is obviously for the Indian market, for the Indian region and the mm-hmm. Indian office, the right games India. Uh, the same thing is if we tomorrow, you know, uh, when we released uh, Fade, the priority was the Turkish market, she's yeah. a Turkish agent. Or when we released a map, the map was a Portuguese map, it was in Portugal. Mm. So the so Neon was probably a big uh, one. Filipino. Filipinos. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah. so we, we create you know, so so the way it's, it's like the mega campaign where you can go all in, all out is is these territories where that agent or map's from. Yeah. But what's good about Riot is that there's a lot of knowledge sharing. So we're coming up with a lot of things because there's a massive Indian diaspora in, in, in the UAE, right? So we're coming up with a lot of things and we share it with the rest of the MEA, with APAC, with, and whichever region wants to like be part of it or take it and do it mm-hmm. there. They can take it and do it there as yeah. well, you know? So it's really a global thing. Now, in terms of communication channels, every region has their own communication channel. So we have Valorant Arabia, there is Valorant Global, you know, play Valorant. Mm. Uh, there's uh, Valorant India, there's, you know, Valorant uh, UK. And, and like on Instagram, Twitter, that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, like exactly. Different handles. Yeah, 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 exactly. And uh, everybody's communicating in their language. So we're doing it in Arabic and then yet it's in English at the moment as well. In France, it's from French, Spain is Spanish. Global yeah. channels are always in English. Mm. And there's generic global content that's always going there. Patch notes, reveal, announcement, launch of a new agent. Mm. Things like this are happening there. We also replicate this, but in Arabic. But we also do the regional stuff, which if they're quite big and good the global team would also replicate it on mm. the global channel for just global visibility yeah. so it's really just like does it make sense for us or no yeah yeah interesting cool amazing well honestly i feel like we could talk for oh, man. for like hours i wish i could say forever but uh, i'm getting hungry you're hungry yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah good. but honestly like i told you at the start of the podcast we were very excited to to have you come in 
um, like I said many times, we love Riot Games, and um, we know we're not getting paid by Riot Games here to say that. We genuinely do. I like the games. I like the the ethos around yeah. the company. I think it's really exactly. nice, and it was fantastic having you. I've learned so much, and one hundred percent, we're getting you back. Oh yeah, on this podcast, I, was, right? I, I love these things. Just give me any platform to kind of like talk and talk and talk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> here it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, honestly, we're, we're like I'm super humbled to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Um, like. It's good, you know. It's 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 always good to see people interested in this, and yeah. and and this is what we you know we do this. This is yeah. why we do this. Amazing, Luciano, Riot Games. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. James, I've what got, have you got for us? I've got some new releases again this week. Oh, I love your new releases. Let me know. Yeah, me too. I got three three notable titles: uh, Uncharted, Legacy, Legacy. Legacy of Thieves. Legacy. <laughs> oh, that is actually a bit of a tongue twister. Yeah, yeah, that was tough. Legacy of Thieves comes to the PC this week as nice. well. Nice. So that's all their game collection? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. they got like four? Five. Five. I I could be wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, another, another good one of note is uh, A Plague's Tale. It's a Plague Tale Requiem. Um, that's on the Game Pass. Yeah, that looks really good. Yeah, I put yeah. that in my top five a couple of weeks ago for games coming out this year. Yeah, yeah, that looks I've amazing. Yet, yeah, I've yet to put, the put sea, my hands on it. The sea of rats in that game looks so scary. It's yeah. literally just like you're you're fighting rats yeah, everywhere. Exactly, and it's it looks incredible graphically. It looks insane. The story is supposed to be very mm. good too. Very excited to try that. To be honest with you. Yep. And the next big one uh, is Gotham Knights. Yes, it does look good. Uh, but we did kind of talk about uh, on our Instagram page controversial. They're only going to be putting in thirty frames per second, yeah. which some people are like, "Oh, that's too low frames. We yeah, need more I mean, frames." I mean, it's twenty twenty two. It's sixty frames standard should be. Yeah, a hundred percent, especially with new consoles and everything. Exactly. Um, next gen with the next gen, obviously. But um, apparently, a lot of people who have pre-ordered the game have now rescinded their pre-orders. Mm, so just uh, because of it, because of that thirty frames per second uh, yeah. thing, Do, uh, they might flip-flop it and go, you know what? All right, fine. Yeah, we'll just. I don't know how hard button. that is to do, <laughs> yeah. or patch, or yeah, I'm yeah, sure they could patch it in. But uh, awesome. Yeah. Any more? Is that is that the 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 big ones? Those are the big ones worth talking nice. about. I think. Okay, yeah. cool. I'm excited for next week because uh, it's Halloween. Halloween. I'm sure there's some some new horror games oh, coming I love out. Love that stuff. Ooh. Less, uh, uh, I'm excited for that. It's yeah, going to be too. good. It's going to yeah. be good. Thank you for your new game releases, James. Oh, good. Uh, now for some tech updates. Ooh, I yeah. like it. Uh, we're talking a bit about PlayStation. Um, two big things. Uh, they have a nice fancy controller. Oh, um, okay. PlayStation's answer to the Xbox Elite controller. Mm -hmm. It's around $200. Uh, gives you remappable buttons. Well, that's over... What's that, 200? Like, over 700 dirhams? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Remappable buttons, adjustable trigger stops, swappable joystick modules, and fine-tune your stick sensitivity <laughs> and dead zones to your liking. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Do they, do they always do, like, a... A controller like that for old generation? I don't really remember them doing stuff that mm, advanced, have they? Uh, Xbox were... They did have Elite ones yeah. for the last couple But not of PlayStation. PlayStation never did a... No. Because they're already quite good. Okay, right? nice. And what else are Sony doing? Um, well, they're working on, I'm sure you've heard, their next generation VR. Oh, yeah. I'm excited, though. Yeah, PSVR 2. They've narrowed down the release date to early next year. <laughs> 
<laughs> they've narrowed it down. So, like, hey, guys, so release date information, we've narrowed it down. There's now a window. For the first three months of next year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow, it's quite amazing. big, but quite exciting. Uh, definitely more accessible to people who haven't explored that uh, media yet. Yeah. Um, no, for sure. I mean, I actually uh, did have a PSVR. I played on one a bit, but the only game I was playing it on was uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. Which wasn't really, like, fully VR. Yeah, no. That sense. Yeah. So, it was basically just like play- watching a TV, but the screen was in my eyes instead. Yeah, <laughs> so it's not, not the full extent. It wasn't exactly the yeah what no. I was going for. Anyway, uh, thanks for your uh, tech news, James. Very welcome. I have got your gaming news for you. Tell me. First one, nice little story. A Twitch streamer goes from zero views to 89,000 followers because of a guy on TikTok. He mm. decided to go and make some TikToks about Twitch streamers that had zero views. Yeah. Right? Zero okay. people following. No That's one was nice. watching them. He would go on and interact with them and chat to them and kind of like make them feel a little bit better that they're doing Twitch and they're talking to yeah. someone. He found this person who said it was a sweet lady and um, she basically ha- was, was talking but to no one. Mm. But he said she was really nice about it. He started interacting with her, said like it was her bir- his birthday. She started singing happy birthday to yeah. him. He basically made this video on TikTok and they said, oh, go follow this lady, right? She's now got 89 million followers. That's great. 89,000. 89,000. Oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> 89,000 followers uh, but and counting, which is incredible. So yeah, zero great. to 89,000 for Twitch. That is massive, massive numbers. Really so nice. Yeah. Very, very cool. Uh, also, Roblox say that they've got 1.7 billion users last month. All right? Mm. So it doesn't mean 1.7 billion different people are playing Roblox. What it means is every single day, they reckon they've got about an average... Uh, user count of 57.8 million people on every single day so you time that's by like 30 days uh 1.7 billion that's, users that's a lot throughout the month which that's is pretty incredible you go against like minecraft which is also one of the biggest games 140 million monthly users mm. so that to 1.7 billion i mean that is a there's a leap. Yep. And if you're into your Fortnite, Fortnite, Fortnite Mares 2022, bit of a tongue twister. I like it though, Fortnite Mares. I get it. Yeah, get it. yeah, you got it. Okay, I was just making sure. <laughs> uh, they've got their uh, Evil Dead event that they do all throughout Halloween every single year. And it's actually really cool. They get like extra creatures coming about on the map and you got to try and kill them, like mm. zombie things. Yeah. Um, and they're also putting in Rick and Morty skins. Oh, yeah. Which I'm a big fan of Rick and Morty. They've already got some, but they're, they're putting... Put them More. back in the game again, back yeah. Back in, yeah, okay. Which is cool. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to go check out all their Halloween-themed content on Fortnite, it does look pretty cool, and, it, it, you know, it definitely brings people back to the game every Halloween. Great. Awesome. Well, that is your gaming news. I have got your top five games of the week, and I'm going with um, Nintendo Switch games specifically. Nice, okay. So, I mean, Nintendo Switch is one of the most sold consoles ever. So, uh, you know... Yeah, most, I've got one. Most, people's prob- most people have probably got one. And it's a great game because you can play it on the TV or you can have it portable. Oh, yeah. I love it. Number five, I've got Celeste. It is a masterpiece, honestly. 2D platforming game. Uh, some, uh, It's a bit tough here and there, yeah, a bit challenging. Um, but it looks amazing and it did really well for like an indie game developer. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, can't go wrong with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Have you played that? Deluxe? Deluxe. Is that is it Deluxe, not Deluxe? Is that Dulex? Is that different? Are they different words? Do they mean different things? Deluxe. Ah, oh, whatever. 
it's obviously a great game. Uh, you just race around as the different, uh, you know, characters from from Mario and yeah. throw things at each other, and it's always Classic. good fun. Uh, number three, Hades. Now, this actually yeah, won Game cool. of the Year a couple years ago. Um, amazing game. It's a roguelike, mm-hmm. uh, which I never really understand what roguelike means. James, maybe you can expand on that. <laughs> you sort of replay the level, or you keep going as far as you can, and if you die, you kind of start again. But you you gain a little bit stronger each yeah, time. You gain each time. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of what games used to be like. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. like without Sonic saving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, without saving stuff. Uh, but yeah, so Hades is a fantastic game. Looks amazing as well. Super Smash Brothers in at number two. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Obviously, you basically, again, kind of just all the characters from Nintendo and you're just fighting each other. Yeah. Uh, which is always good fun, especially if you've got people over and you just want to sit on the couch and... Just bash some buttons. Yeah, exactly, mash some buttons. Uh, and number one, can't go wrong. I mean, one of the best games ever. Again, I think it won Game of the Year in the year that it came mm-hmm. out. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So yeah, people really obviously are excited because the new one's coming out next year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's face it. The, the Zelda series is is always going to be uh, at the top. Yeah. And they, they, they've they truly made another masterpiece. So yeah. there you go. That is your um your top five games. James, though, you have a special mention. This you is said. a special mention of something I'm playing with at the moment on the Switch. What's it called? Uh, it's a little uh, indie game called Potion... Potion Permit. Potion Permit. <laughs> Potion Permit. This like sounds like a Harry Potter game or something. No, well, it's like uh, you're in a little village and you're a chemist. Okay. Your, your goal is to uh, help people with their ailments, and by doing that, <laughs> you create little potions by. Oh my goodness! By foraging uh, materials from the forest all right well there you go try out potion permits as well there's six games for you to try out and play on the switch and have some fun with if you've got one and that is it for podcast number seven 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 eleven yeah 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 that is a supermarket well done james i like it uh yeah we are now done but don't worry we will be back next week with another podcast if you want to check out everything that we're doing daily though Go head over to our socials, uh, Daily Gamer Official. We have that on Instagram and all the other social media platforms. Yeah. You can also check out our website, daily-gamer.net. Yeah, so we have uh, stuff on there. You can, um, if you want to, like, you know, see more of our podcasts that we've done previously, you know, obviously Spotify on our website, wherever. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, hit us up. We have a Discord as well. You can always chat to us there. Uh, we're occasionally playing games and we just, you know, you can play with yeah. us, whatever you want to do. Any suggestions on on topics as yeah, well we can talk about 100%. anything and if there's like you know questions you want us to ask guests or anyone that you think that we should interview yeah let us know we'll we are happy to help yeah 100% well thank you very much James thank you and Joe. I'll uh, I mean I'll see you next week as well I'll see you too have a good one <laughs>